When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Barrett In Pod, part of the 1012 Podcast Network and part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Matt Workman. And that man over there is Joe Goodman. Joe, what are your thoughts on like Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift romance? Like it's been my world. It's been my world for like like days. It's like I and you know, my thing about it is like I think it's good for the Big 12. We got Cincinnati alum Travis Kelsey. I wish you could. The people could see my face. Like I okay. I have no problem with Taylor Swift. I have no pe- no problem with people really enjoying Taylor Swift's music. I understood the whole like uh, concert fever because you know, hey, if you if it's your favorite artist, like yeah, try to go see your favorite. I went and I I flew to Georgia to see my favorite artist this year because I couldn't go see him when he was in Texas. Um, so like I get that. But I, I thought that stuff was over the top then. But I was like, you know, hey, yeah, whatever. People are people really like Taylor Swift. So go get your tickets. I, it is the craziest thing in the world to me that I see like Darren Rovell tweeting that that the Chiefs stadium is ordering more ranch dressing now because there were pictures of Taylor Swift eating ranch with her chicken tenders. And like there were people on I saw people on Twitter were like, oh, my God, she, like. Taylor and I'm like everybody puts what are you talking about this this as normal as you can get is putting See, ranch like, didn't like Hans or somebody come out with like ranch ketchup and seemingly ranch like yeah I, I products I, I don't, I, don't, the, I, don't. I, mean, I will say this here's the power of Taylor Swift she does like like I've I read articles like of like her impact on the economy with her tour you know how it you know like sparked like economic upswings in all these cities Uh, as she toured around the United States, but even just individually, like, did you see that where like Travis Kelsey's Jersey sales was up like 400% after that, that game. They've been together for five minutes. Like this is, this is, Hey, I don't know. Maybe it's the, I don't really care about their personal life. Like how long they've been together, whatever. It's about the, just the, the power of like her followers. Like that's what what I don't get. That's her what I don't fans, get. Her fans, if she supports something, they'll support it. They don't even care. Like, you will not meet a like. I'll, like I, I mentioned, I went to Georgia. Like my favorite artist is Jason Isbell. I love Jason Isbell. I've got up in my media room. I've got like three Jason Isbell posters. I've got like four Jason Isbell T-shirts. He's my. I I love Jason Isbell. 
I, I I go see him anytime that I possibly can. I I would never like if it came out that was like Jason Isbell likes to eat this type of food. Great, I'm happy for him. Like I just, well, no, I've been a Metallica fan since I was like 12 years old, and they're huge like San Francisco. They're San Francisco guys. They're huge like San Francisco sports fans. I would never, I will never have San Francisco sports memorabilia because Metallica supports the Oakland A's or whatever, or the San Francisco Giants. I saw I saw a t-shirt that somebody was selling the day. It was like um Taylor's boyfriend and it had an 87 on it. And I was just like, I was like, what? Well, maybe that's people trying to make money off of it. Uh the one no, people saw- are buying it. Like that you don't sell it and people like, people ain't buying it. What I liked, I did see the one that says like because you know it was like the eras, that's her eras to her. And it was like uh I think it said I don't know if it said like Kansas City or Chiefs era. Then it had like the like 87 on the back. <laughs> I just I'm not gonna lie. I am not I, I hate that we have to talk about or we don't have to. I hate that we are talking about it because no, it's I like, love it. I planned this like yesterday. I was like, this is how uh, what I'm gonna bring up to start. Here's why I like it. Because the algorithm has it has has it pegged, or like that's all I see, like on other social media, and I've it's made me not see one clip of a Republican uh, debate, which so I'm for it, just for that reason, I'm for it. I mean, I have already curated my Twitter to not see that anyway. Um, I guess the other side is I haven't se- I haven't seen a I haven't heard a peep about last weekend's game. So, um, yeah. Oh, also but, as no. a Cowboys fan, I haven't seen anything about how. Shitty the Cowboys played, so that's also been good for me to not. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know that what anger. that's like. I don't know what that life is like, man. My my NFL team wrecked shop last weekend. I know. I watched the game. Yeah, Did not watch the Cowboys we're, game. We're good. Here's what CJ Stroud is. Him. He's the truth. Welcome to this NFL podcast. Uh, yeah. The here's yeah, NFL and Taylor <laughs> Swift is what we talk about. Hey, those are two of the most popular things in America. <laughs> Now let's talk about we're the Bear Den Pod, so we're going to talk about Justin Fields. Well, he is with the Bears, so it, it, yeah, exactly. it would, we're, it would track. We're going to change it to the Bears Den Pod. No, we don't want to talk about the Bears. They played horribly. Man, it did make the podcast funny. <laughs> yeah, they had the number one pick, and they traded him. <laughs> They're going to trade Justin Fields. I'm. Uh, we need to stop talking about NFL, but. They got all kinds of stuff going on. It's our podcast. Their defensive coordinator like raided by the FBI and resigned. I mean, they got that did not happen. That wasn't a real story. It was a fake story to Pat McAfee. No, it was. I mean, it was tweeted. I mean, he didn't just he got it from somewhere. He didn't make it up. Yeah, but it has been completely disproven at this point. (laughs) I don't know. No, like it legitimately has. Like the Bears have even come out and said no, that that did not happen. Oh, since the Bears said it. They are kind of like a source. Vest, they have vested interest in not in crushing the story. It just makes me think of like one of the greatest Twitter moments of all time when um, the Blue Jays tweeted out that one of their players was was hurt and was going to miss the game. And somebody oh. replied with source. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So moving on. Which I'd much rather talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey than Baylor's game last last weekend. You're right about that. Yeah, that's a much better topic, fun topic to talk about. Baylor versus Texas. Not I mean, a fun if I'm topic. Being honest, I don't. I honestly don't care. I just don't care about Baylor versus Texas. Yeah, I just do not care. 
It, they 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 sucked the soul out of me. It, like, did you stay the? Did you stay till I, the end? No, I left. I left. Okay. Before, I left because I left it third. Right at the quarter. start of the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah, I was home by the fourth quarter. Yeah, right. Because I called. Well, no, I called you. Called you. Me. Yeah, you yeah, called I me called you to see if you were if you were still if you had gone back to the tailgate or <laughs> if you like, had gone home. I was like, I'm home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I did not stay. Um. Yeah, it's the it's first not, time I've ever left the press box early. It's first time wasn't wasn't fun. Like you can stay and be like, watch if if Baylor had done anything against seemingly Texas backups, uh, you would have made it worse thing just a little bit just to see like a, work on something. But they still couldn't score through interceptions, so. It was just I mean, awful. All the only around. the only group that played a redeemable football game was the special teams unit. We had um two muffed punt recoveries. I cannot remember the guy's name. I I wish I could, but the same, Garrison, same our long snapper recovered both. I mean, Garrison Grimes. That, that's a, yeah, Garrison Coach Grimes. Grimes. Coach, yeah, Coach Grimes. Grimes son. Son, right. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, he's the long snapper getting down there. Yeah, recovering long punts. snapper. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that was the one group that played well. He was the and... like player of the game. I think he was the like <laughs> the like post game, whatever they call it, the player of the game for like, the fan forum. Yeah, the John Morrison, those guys that, which is saying a lot. Our our long snapper was our uh, player of the game. Ugh. Ugh. No, I mean it was. Um, it looked it looked like a varsity playing a JV team. That's 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 what it looked like, Absolutely. and. We said that to each other. We're like, they are so much more bigger on the line. I mean, like, yeah, it was they st- were bigger and they were faster. They it looked was like stark. men. They looked like boys. And this is the team. Savondre Sweat beat. was. I wrote. I wrote in. Um, I wrote in the Our Daily Bears grades for this week. I, I mentioned that we, you know, Texas has a very good defensive line, but we made them look like JJ Watt and Dominic and Sue, um, Aaron Donald and Bruce Smith in their primes. Like that's what it looked like we were facing out there. It was. It was. It was as poor of a performance I think I've seen on the offensive line when it came to just one side being dominated. Um, you know, I listened to our daily podcast earlier this week, and and uh, Mark and Peter and Fank were talking about, um, you know, the the one thing over the last ten years when we beat them, it was always because like you could see like there was a distinct difference between us on the line of scrimmage versus them on the line of scrimmage. We were the huh. bigger, better. You know, tougher, more, more physical, more physical group. We're gonna maul you, yeah. The reverse in this game, mm-hmm. and to a lot, it was exponentially reversed. Um, you know, and and we, I, I tweeted about it. I think you tweeted about it too. Was there were a lot of NFL scouts at that game? There was a lot of NFL scouts up in the press box, and mm-hmm. you tweeted about by this. the second quarter, they did not care. There were guys. I'm I'm not joking you when I tell you guys that are listening that there there was one point where there you know there they have a it's a three tiered thing where they've got desks so like there's you know you sit there and then a little bit higher is another grouping of desks and then another another you know level higher is another grouping of desks and then all, behind all of the seats where all of the windows are where you can look in the out of out of the press box there's like a wall of TVs where they've got you know, the, the in-game feed for the Baylor game, plus the other major games that are going on in the major networks. Um, so you can like check on the scores and stuff. And there were NFL scouts while the Baylor game was going on that were watching, I think the Missouri game, like they were just down there watching that, like pointing at stuff. And, um, 
the, by the second quarter, they were just kind of done. And I had somebody reach out to me on Twitter, uh, reply to me on Twitter when I mentioned that like the, the Bears were on offense and the scouts were getting cake balls. They yeah. absolutely were. Um, you know, somebody said, well, why weren't they watching the Texas defense? And my reply was, do you really think they were getting good information from watching the defense play against the Baylor offense? Well, they'd, like, they'd seen enough. Yeah, they, it was like, I mean, all right, yeah, this is this is who I thought they were. I'm not going to, you know. They saw a few drives. Okay, that's that's all I need to see. And then they moved yeah. on. Yeah. The majority of them, I feel like, were gone at halftime. Because I, I saw a big contingent of them get on the elevator at halftime. Yeah, but I we talked about this, like, at the game. They're probably – or not probably they were definitely had to go catch catch flights or yeah, they had flights late. early yeah, in the morning. Keep, like, yeah, I, there there's nothing that nobody's going to play in this is going to like they, change anything that I already yeah. thought. Let's and they probably would have left at halftime regardless, just because they're there just to scout, get some intel, and then they got to get back. So, but yeah, whenever Baylor was on offense when they were still there, they had no interest <laughs> in watching the game. Yeah, just all right, cool, we're we're done. Um, yeah, Did it you, was a. Did you listen to Aranda's like post game or his um his press conferences press yeah. conferences in the, like Monday regarding this game? We'll talk about yeah. UCF in a little bit, but I never, I just don't get a good vibe, and I just don't, I don't know how to feel because part of me is like, well, he's always been like this, like he didn't change. He is who he is. He's unabashedly he himself. Uh, me personally, as a fan. It's not not always what I want to hear, but um, no, I want to see him get. Like, it's it's yeah. It's, I would like to see like this is unacceptable. Even if he's calm and matter of fact about it, just be like this is absolutely unacceptable. I will not. Yeah, it this makes thing. me. It makes me think like there. You know, imagine if we had a guy like Dion or maybe like a PJ Fleck, right? Where they're much more like boisterous than Dave Aranda is. And if, if you were having the same season and they were coming into the, the press conference, like being boisterous, you'd be like, just oh shut the hell up. Like, um, and so I, I do think part of it is that his press conferences are, are distinctly grating to us right now because we're losing. So we want to see something different. Yeah. Um, But I think at the core of it is, you know, the emotion feels like it's not there with the football team and yeah you want to look to your leader to to be like okay hey our guys don't look like they're having fun they don't look like they're fired up we don't we don't look aggressive you know we don't look we don't look reliably violent you know the the um you know the term that jeff grimes and eric mateos like to use like we just don't look like that so like show it to me or like we don't have any any grit that's another term that um, yeah, there's no Mateos, Mateos likes to put out f- regarding offensive line specifically. There's no grit to the offensive line or defensive line at all. And so it's it's bothersome to me when I hear him say stuff like, you know, it starts with telling the truth about this game like that. That line really. Mm, meh. Like what what is there to lie about in this game? What does that even mean? Yeah. And then what else he said about. He like he, he I don't know if he was asked this or he says uh, he still thinks that they have like NF or not, Big Twelve championship caliber team and a roster a roster say. yeah so like you know and I tweeted you know I tried try to find humor and things so I tweeted that like gif of like from Princess Bride um, you keep saying that word I don't think it means what you think it means <laughs> because like I'm not seeing that in four games nothing would. Would 
would make me think that what you're saying is is facts. Yeah. Um I, I, I do think I mean again if we're winning, this doesn't happen. Um, you know, we no, were just on but the, we're not we were just on the Sons <laughs> of UCF podcast and you know, I, I uh, what I said on there, I'll say on here, like it what is happening right now, it's like when you're in a it's when you're watching a bad relationship, you know, like let's say, you know, you got two friends that are married and they're they're on the rocks for whatever reason. You know, it could be financial, it could be, you know, not spending enough time together, whatever it is. Like the relationship isn't doing great. And what happens is is that when you have a foundational problem in a relationship, you you also allow yourself to bring up the things that you wouldn't normally bring up that maybe annoy you. So like right now, it's like, yeah, we're having money problems, but you know what I really hate about you is the way you put your laundry away. You know, like it's those like little yeah. nitpicky fight things. And that's what's bubbling up to the top in this fan base is it's we don't like the way he's answering questions in press conferences. You yeah, know, we don't like the the way he looks on the field. We don't like the yeah. jerseys we're wearing. We don't like the music that's being we don't played. like the tailgating. Oh, we yeah, don't like, like all the stuff. So what's happening right now is, you know, when the team isn't good. And it's not just that they're not good, Matt. It's not that they're losing. It's that they just they look almost inept. They look incapable of winning, and they are just not going out there looking like they are competing. Yeah, you know it. They, um, you know, and uh, one of the things I said on ODB earlier this week was like, you know, if this was like Iowa State, as they've had a couple of times in the past few years, where, um. You know, they may not win a bunch of games, but they lose one possession games over and over again. And it's like some freak thing on special teams that they lose on or whatever it may be. But they're in every game. Right. And you and as a fan, you're like, they're just yeah. as good as the teams that they're playing. Like you can yeah. convince yourself if it were like missing field goals and losing by three or one or whatever the case may be. I would still be, be mad, but it wouldn't be like it is now. I'd be like, man, we're right there. We're right there. But this is like we're not as good as Texas State. You know, we barely, and I, I know we won by 23 points, but still that game was a lot closer against LIU than 23 points. And then we just said we were never in the Texas game. No, from the start, from the start, from the start. I mean, we had like, maybe we, we they turned over or we forced them to punt maybe the first couple of drives, but then they figured that the defense out. And then it was over. It, it, it was over. Yeah, that, it was it as was soon over. as they had that first score, like it's done. Like Mike Smith and Matt Jones had a play here and there. The corners didn't play terrible. The safeties, though, played about as bad as you can play. Um, if you go look and at I the pro football, I focus still rates. say like the safeties play bad because the linebackers play bad and they're keying off of linebackers and they're well, late. See, I don't, I don't necessarily agree because I do think like I think Matt Jones and Mike Smith are at least. They're playing at like replace like to use a baseball statistic term like they're playing at like replacement level. Like, but I think know, it's they're they're late they're they're thinking they're not you know like how Aranda like say want to play green they're not playing green at all like they're thinking at the at the at the the best they're playing they're playing like to use the same terminology yellow to red and that leads the safeties to play the same way. Because they're keying off of what the linebackers are doing. And if the linebackers are a step or two late, safeties are a step or two late. If the safeties are a step or two late, that's six against a team like Texas. Yeah. I mean, part of the problem is is that 21 was such an otherworldly year 
for Baylor in general. Yeah. I mean, we won a national championship in basketball. Um, and then we won the Big 12 and we, yeah. we won a Sugar Bowl. And so, like, we we reached this mountain. Top, yeah. Right. Where and now we're we're not just climbing back down the mountain. It's like we've been tossed off of it. And yeah. when it comes but like to you football, said, you said before, like there's like Terrell Bernard ain't walked through that door. Jalen Peach ain't walked through that door. Here's the thing is if you really want to know, like, how did this I, I, I see that a lot on Twitter. Like, how did we go from that to this? Like Terrell Bernard just won AFC defensive player of the week. He he well, he ran off the dude that was the starting starting middle linebacker in Buffalo on a really good defense and is now the quarterback of Buffalo's defense. Jalen Petrie is the talk of the town in Houston. He is he he is talked about in every single radio promo. You see his jerseys around out here. Like yeah. Jalen Petrie is that dude on the Houston Texans. So yeah. if you really want to know how we went from 21 to where we are now. It's because Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie were legitimately special dudes that well, you don't, not just they're that, like once in a generation players. You, we don't have a JT Woods on this team either. Nope. We don't even have a Christian Morgan. Like we don't have a guy that's like, you know, screw it. I'm going to go get a targeting. The, the thing about this is, <laughs> well, like the thing about this is like, and I, I, I've pushed back against this in the off season. When people would say this, but I, I mean, I've come to think it's true. It's like, the recruiting prior to Aranda set up Aranda un- undoubtedly. And that's because like rule and his recruiting staff looked for traits, right? They're like, we can, if they're not the best technique, we can, we can coach that. Well, I, I want to clarify need... that a little bit. The, the recruiting at the front end yeah. of Matt rule. Yeah. And his first, his first, especially his first year. Well, yeah. Well, I mean like trail Bernard was, his first yeah, and class Petrie was already, you know, Petrie, Petrie was already here. The one who stayed. Right. I will say this, like, like Matt Rowe couldn't find a place. Couldn't really fit Petrie on the, on his defense. It took Dave Aranda to make him. Yeah. Dave Aranda maximized. Maximizes Absolutely. But, and he was already, he was really a, a really a browse recruit, but. um, He's the only one, the, yeah. on, the only one of that class that stayed. I mean, that's why we call him the one who stayed. Um, but yeah, but like those guys, JT Woods, like Christian Morgan, the guys we already talked about, those are all like, okay, they're long, athletic, fast, and we can teach them how to play safety, cornerback, whatever the case may be. Linebacker. Yeah, we can have hybrid linebackers. We don't care about that. We don't yeah. care if they're they're a little bit undersized. You know, I mean that that means it's going to be easier for us to recruit them. Yeah, I will say rule. Rule didn't do a great job of recruiting on the offensive on like the offensive line side of the ball. Um, I think we've seen a little bit, but I, I thought we had. I don't I actually don't know at this point. Um, man, I I just running backs were good. Like and he like Abram Smith was a rule recruit. I think he may have been a yeah he was. Player, I think, but rule moved him to linebacker. And then yeah, true. <laughs> so you know, I mean, Ebner Ebner was a rule recruit. Um, John Lovett. Yeah, but love it transferred to Penn State anyway. Um, yeah, but I will always love him for that stiff form against Texas. Oh, so. for the yeah, they planting the <laughs> they guy. Planted the guy so he will always be a baby bear. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, R.J. Sneed was on that twenty-one team. Um, Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan, yeah. I mean, it's riddled with like, like you're right. That front end class, that those first two Denzel, classes. Was Denzel Mims already here? I think, was that, he was, was he I think he was already. I think he was already here. 
I think he's already here. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, but, I mean, rule rule recruited some NFL dudes, like some some guys that legitimately became, you know, pro football players. Um, but it doesn't seem to be. I, I, I that's my only this. critique is like that's what I will say this though. When it, if we're going to talk about recruiting, you can't ignore the 800 pound gorilla in the room, which is NIL. in 2017, 2018, when rule was recruiting. The rules, eh, saying rule a lot here. The rules were totally different when it came to recruiting. Yeah, I mean, You're right. Dave Miranda exists in a different landscape um, in recruiting. Um, I and it's not his fault. Some... That's not his. What I mean, to me, it's more of like an athletics department outlook or idea about the whole. NIL it's both. It is both. Thing. Do not. No, I won't. I won't let Aranda off the hook on this one. From everything that I hear, it's it's he is not the biggest fan of it. He's not anti it say like vocally like you know like a Dabo or a Gundy have been um Aranda I believe it's it's not a he it's not that he doesn't believe kids should get paid it's more that Aranda doesn't doesn't believe in um having having haves and have nots more and so if in yeah like in, in Aranda's perfect world sure the players can get paid but everybody should get paid the same amount because he doesn't want to have a locker room where guys are jealous of other people or something like that. And that's communist? just not the way this is going to work. It's just not. It's it's well, that's not the way economics works. Yeah, you know, it's not the way the NFL works. You know, it's not the way that any of yeah. these things were, you know, it, you have to at some, at some point admit that that Dave, it's okay that if your star quarterback makes more money than your long snapper does. Like it, it you know, yeah. there there are guys that are on the team that are going to bring more exposure, that are going to change the team in different ways. And I understand as a football coach, their their thought is every single person that participates in this team is an integral part of us winning the football games that we win. There's no doubt about that. If you're if you're not that kind of football coach, then uh, you know maybe you maybe you win, maybe you don't. But I think that's the way you should be: is you should treat everybody on your team equally. But that doesn't mean that that's actually true. You know, Tom Brady did more to win Super Bowls than, you know, his right guard probably did. Um, his right guard was still really important, though, but there's a reason Tom Brady made more money than he did. So yeah. um, and there's then, a lot of variables there. It is, And it's also, like you mentioned, there's administrative problems where, you know, Baylor as a university and as an athletic department have not been at the forefront of of this nil stuff they have not been innovators they have not been movers and shakers they have not been early adopters and we're seeing the results of that right now um on the football side of things i think basketball has yeah. really handled their stuff well but football well not that's so like that's what it was like two-pronged like not only did we not handle the nil part of it bad or well we also didn't adapt to the transfer portal era either so like nope. you would think of school like baylor we would need to use the transfer portal to bridge a gap between you know schools that are like let's say like the texas or texas Techs or who who are adopting nil and adapting to the natural the new landscape of college football much better so we're going to you know complement that with we're going to take a bunch of transfers and get you know to kind of build out our roster but we didn't do that either they did a little bit better of it this year, but it hasn't paid yeah, off. I mean, paid off. they brought in multiple transfers on the offensive line that we all were like, oh, hell yeah. 
Like we're going to get some hosses on the offensive line. It's, you know, we're not going to have it. It's the recruits. It work. It's our high school recruits that are, aren't playing well from what I can tell. Yeah, that's fair. I think there were the transfer port. I mean, the transfer guys that we did bring in, they've for the most part been fine. It's the guys who we recruited who haven't been developed yet. It seems who are playing poor. Well, that's that's from what I can see from the press box anyway. I will say this. When we got the initial depth chart for this team, I don't know if we as a podcast, as a friend group, as a fan base, as a whole around Baylor truly appreciated just how young this team was. Hmm. Like there is there was a lot of FR and SOF and SOPH. There was a, a lot of freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, red shirt freshman, uh, true freshman. Yeah. Well, this is a young team, and I'm not making an excuse here for anybody, but they've been they got punched in the mouth week one. They didn't come out ready to play, and I don't. I just legitimately don't think they've ever gotten off get, gotten up off the mat, and I don't know if Dave Aranda is the guy that can get you up off the mat. And it's the same thing that happened to us last year. We 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 were okay, you know, we were chugging along. And we go into that Kansas State game, and we got just absolutely obliterated. They punched us in the jaw, and we hit the mat hard, and we never got up the rest of the year. Yeah. And that's what we've done this season. And we have not gotten up off the mat. And that's fine. Not Dave Rader not being the guy to get you back up off the mat, but you got to have a guy on your staff who is that guy. And we don't. Yep. We don't. The guy that we had – is is in like Lubbock, Texas, who did that. That was his also job. Also losing games. Well, yeah, but he was that guy, right? In in twenty twenty one. So anyway, that's enough about Baylor versus Texas. Why don't we see what else happened in the Big Twelve and see how we did with our picks in So we had eight games. Four. Eight games last week, Matt. Yeah. Um for the first time this year, let me confirm. Hold on. Yeah, for the first time this season, congratulations, Matt. You were the first one of the two of us to have a losing record in a week, to have, have picked more games wrong than you picked right. So, yay! Go, Matt. So, Matt, you went three and five this week. I went five and three. So Not I my best that week. Was amazing. Not my best yeah. week. Not your best week. So you, you, the ones that you got wrong, your five wrong, where you picked Oklahoma um, to lose to Cincinnati. That did not happen. You picked SMU to to beat TCU, as did I. That did not happen. You picked BYU to beat Kansas. That didn't happen. Um, we both picked Tech to beat West Virginia. That didn't happen. And what else did you you got? Oh, and we both got uh, the Baylor Texas game wrong. So. You missed the Baylor game, the Tech game, the BYU game, the SMU game, and the Cincy game. Um, that's those were the five you got wrong. I missed SMU, I missed Tech, and I missed Baylor. Um, so that brings our overall records on the season. Now you are a still solid thirty-four and twenty-two on your picks for the year, and that brings me to now a forty and sixteen on my picks for the year. So I extended my lead on you by two games. So now I'm up. I'm up six games on you now. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You got some catching right. up to do. I do have some catching up to do. And Matt, hold on. Before you go any further, I have to, I forgot to tell you. I should have done this in the intro. Um, but maybe it'll be a nice segue. Did did I tell you what came in the mail for me this week? No, but I want to know. I got a nice gold Sikkim t-shirt. Uh, sti- uh, sorry, the stiff arm t-shirt came okay. in the mail this week from our friends at Charlie Hustle. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because as always, this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City, speaking of Taylor Swift, that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today. And show off your school spirit all season long. So, I'm a big fan of, you mentioned the stiff arm. I like that same, um, that Sikkim Bears with the, the Sailor Bear, that front profile Sailor Bear. That same same one from that's in the stiff arm one. But also, since, I mean, we I, we did this last last week. I'll do it again. I went overhead and looked at the uh, what they had for like UCF. They got a lot of great stuff for UCF over there. So if you are a UCF there fan. Is, there is some really good UCF yeah. stuff. That they so, have. yeah. So if you're a UCF fan listening to this, checking out Baylor, uh, go on over to charliehustle.com, and they got they got a, some great apparel for y'all, for sure. Other than the one you got in the mail, anything else that you've seen that you uh, stands out to you on that uh, on Charlie Hustle? Whether Baylor or any other team. Uh, the monogram hoodie, I'm going to buy it. I just, it, it needs to get somewhat not 98 degrees. It's hard to think about it. I understand. I want that, the seal of Baylor seal hoodie. Um, but it's hard to think about it when it's still 90 degrees outside. But yes, absolutely. Yeah, like I just... When it's 98 degrees in Houston, I just cannot justify ordering a new hoodie. But I, that it, 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 you know, channeling my inner Wayne's world, like, oh, yes, it will be mine. Yes. So whether you're a Baylor fan or UCF or any school, um, Charlie Hustle has over 30 schools to choose from, and they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at charliehustle.com. That's Charlie Hustle, vintage, made fresh. And make sure you use promo code 10 12 15 for 15% off all non-sale items. That's T E N 1215 for that extra 15% off. Yeah, that's right. The 10 is in letters and then all the rest are numbers. Correct. So, Joe, do you want to just jump into this week or what do you want to do? Let's just dive in. Let's talk, let's pick some football scores. This doesn't need to be right. the longest podcast of all time. No, we have we have less games. We finally got to the point where we have bye weeks and everyone's playing each other. So only six, only six only games. Six, yeah, six games. So this should be fine. So, uh, won't you kick it off? Oh, all right. You're gonna take the game of the week this week. Let's do it. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna kick off. We have a Friday game this week, Matt. So we get a nice little appetizer for the Saturday slate in the Big Twelve. Friday night. It's a late night game. 
in Provo, 9.15 p.m. on Big Boy ESPN. The Cincinnati Bearcats, as I said, head to Provo, Utah to face off against BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, um, a house of horrors as we experienced last year. So, you know, strap in Cincinnati. It's going to be a ride. Um, the Bearcats head there. Cincinnati, though, on the road, they're a two and two team with one Big 12 loss since BYU also uh, has one Big 12 loss, but three and three and one with a road win on at an SEC team in Arkansas. Still, though, Matt, Cincinnati is a one point favorite on the road in this game. What do you think about that? Yeah, I was surprised about that. Um, my gut, you know, knee jerk pick is like BYU. I've I've watched both these teams play. Uh, BYU looks like a better football team. So I was surprised with the Cincinnati, even though it is like a one point. I mean, that's pretty much a, a pick them at that point. So uh, that I'm home gonna, field advantage, though, I mean, that's actually like being a, a, a road. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Provo is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, forgot I would about say that, that, that means that like on a neutral site, that means you're more than a field goal better. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's like three and a half probably on neutral if if you're going with like a yeah, one three point and a half to road. five. Even, yeah. Maybe. Um, but I'm, I'm believing in my boys in Provo. I'm going with BYU to get the win. Going with BYU to get the win. Matthew, great minds think alike. BYU is going to win this football game. I don't care if Cincinnati's favorite. I think BYU is better than Cincy right now. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take them. I don't trust Cincinnati's offense. Um, offense is not the side of the ball that travels either. Defense is who travels. So uh, advantage there, BYU. I picked them to win. All right. So that was Friday. So now we're getting into Saturday. Uh, and oddly enough, there are no 11 a.m. games. So we jump right into 2.30. So I'll just start at the top. Your Houston Cougars travel to Lubbock. That's the top for me but it may be different for you, but um, to take on Texas Tech Red Raiders, Texas Tech is an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, this game is at 2.30 p.m. on FS2. So like we mentioned before, Texas Tech is one and three coming off a bad loss to West Virginia. Uh, Houston is two and two, but they do have that loss to Rice, which doesn't look great on paper. Um and they look terrible against TCU. They look terrible against TCU. I'm I'm gonna let you pick. What do you What do you think? What are your thoughts? I was just gonna pick whatever you didn't pick. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do the same thing. That's why I wanted you to go first. Oh, you know, uh, Texas at home. They're an eight and a half point favorite. I don't like Houston, but Tyler Shuck is hurt, and I don't, I, I, I can't make ends at all about what this Texas Tech team is supposed to be. I, I'm going to pick Houston. I'm taking Houston to win. Yet I was going to pick Houston. So here's the thing: you still me, can. Me and you. No, I have to. I have to. I have to gain some ground. Um, I can't just keep on picking the same thing as you. So here's the thing. Me and you were both at media days, and we heard Dana Hogerson talk about Texas last year's Texas Tech game a lot. He was yes. thinking about it. He even uh, blamed his Kansas loss last year on the on Texas, the Texas Tech. Tech loss. So, like, I think this is something 
You know, we talked about Baylor, like, really preparing for Utah all, all spring and fall. Like, that was their – like, that's what they were doing. I want to say, like – This Houston's is Houston's been, Super Bowl. This Houston's been preparing for this game since the end of last year. Like, they want this bad. However, I think being at home, I'm going to put my faith in Joey to right the ship, even with Baron Morton at quarterback. and. I think they'll get the win. We're not picking against spread, so it's just a straight up. So I think Texas Tech rides the ship and gets back on the winning side of things at home. All right, so you're taking Tech. Okay. I don't think I've picked against Tech since, like, Wyoming. I may have picked Oregon, but I'm not sure. So let's see. You took took Tech to win last week. You took Tech to beat Tarleton. You took where are you? I probably picked I, Oregon to beat them. Oh, that's right. It was Oregon. Why Oregon? Not? Oh, yeah. You did take Oregon to beat them. And you took well, I'm sure you took them to beat Wyoming. Or yeah, I no, I did. You... I did. I picked them big. So so this is my third week in a row. I'm going with tech. No, you did. You took Wyoming to win that game. I'm going with Tech this week. All right. All right. All right. So there we got a split. All right. I'll go to the next one. This one also at 2.30 p.m. on network TV. This is ABC prime time right here at the 2.30 game. This it's is a, this is kind of like the, the best rob- slot. This is this yeah. is a this is like the best TV slot to me is the the 2.30 ABC. Well, because everyone's watching and it's yeah. on it's on network TV. So this one, as you meant, it's a it's it's maybe one of the hottest rivalries that has ever existed in college football history. Some might it's say in the Austin, biggest. Texas. Some might say it's the biggest rivalry. Yeah, the biggest of all time. It's in Austin, Texas this year at Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. As I said, 2.30 p.m. on ABC. The Kansas Jayhawks. Ah, sorry. Let me correct myself. The number 24 ranked. Sorry. Let me correct myself. The number 24 ranked and four and oh, one and oh in the Big 12. Kansas Jayhawks head to Austin, Texas to face off against the number three, four and oh, Texas Longhorns, who we just saw last week dismantle us. Kansas, last time they played in Austin, Matt, they won the football game. Um, I believe. I don't think they played in Austin last year. So, um, no. Texas, though, at home, favored by 16 and a half points in this one, Matthew. Does Kansas have what it takes to, you know, win this game? Or can Texas pull off the upset, even though they're favored? I only have one thing to say about this game. Rock chalk. Let's go, Kansas. You're picking Kansas to win? Yeah, I mean, even, even in that game last week. Now, and maybe Texas put their foot off the gas, but they could have scored way more points than they did. And, and I'm pretty sure maybe they, they were just saving themselves for, for future games. Um, but I think Kansas can do to Texas what Baylor couldn't do to Texas. And if they have a couple lapses on defense, uh, Kansas is going to put points up on the board. So, I still think Texas is going to Texas, and they're going to drop a game that they probably should win, but won't. And I think this is the game. Okay, 
Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to catch up to me a little bit more. I'm going to take Texas to win this football game. I think I think Texas is really good. Um, it's a, it pains me to say it. Um, they ain't played nobody. I don't know if they're this, good yet. At this point, they won. I don't care what you think about Alabama. You win in Tuscaloosa. That's a big deal. Um, yeah, I'm. I I I would right now. I think Texas is a playoff team. Um, that they're they're the hands-on favorite to win the Big Twelve. I don't know if there's anybody in this conference that can stop them. Uh, I don't. I don't trust Oklahoma enough to do it right now. But who knows? You know, that's a throw everything out game. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take Texas to beat Kansas at home. They're a 16 and a half point favorite for a reason. So there we go. We got another split. What's the next one, Matt? All right, we'll save Baylor to the game of the week. So we go on to 6 p.m. on FS1. Iowa State travels to Norman to take on Oklahoma. Joe's Oklahoma Sooners. Um, Oklahoma is a 20-point favorite in this game. And do you want me to go? I want me to pick. No, I'll pick. Okay, go for it. It's a 20-point favorite. Um, this is a game that in the past, like maybe Iowa State would play spoiler. But it's September, Matt. It's not November. Iowa State plays late season spoiler, not early season spoiler. And uh they're not it's playing in, spoiler this year. Yeah, it's in Norman. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma to win. Yeah, I'm I'm begrudgingly agreeing with you because again, I need to make up some ground, but I just in I couldn't in good faith take Iowa State and think that they were going to actually win this game because nothing I've seen as of yet would lead me to believe that they're capable of offensively keeping up with Oklahoma. So All but right. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they, I mean, Cincinnati held them to 20 points, but this is at home. Iowa state does have a very good defense, uh, but I just don't think Iowa state can score with Oklahoma any number of points. So Oklahoma, yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's go to the next one. This is the night game um, in the Big mm-hmm. 12 on ESPN2 at 7 p.m. to close out your Big 12 evening. We've got the surprise, I think, of the Big 12, the team that was picked to finish last in the media poll this year. I picked them to finish last myself. The West Virginia Mountaineers sitting here at 3-1 and one on the year, 1-0 and oh in the Big 12. Head down to Fort Worth, Texas, into Amon G. Carter Stadium. To face off against the defending national runners up, the TCU Horn Frogs, also three and one, one and zero in the Big Twelve this season. TCU still, Matt, is a fourteen point favorite at home in this one, two touchdown mm-hmm. favorite. Do you think West Virginia has what it takes to pull off the road upset? Uh, no. Uh, I think TCU has a good offense. You know, I think they're as a team as a whole, they're not as good as they were last year, um, considering they were the Big Twelve. Uh, runner-up, but West Virginia offense isn't good still. They have a, a good defense, but I just think TCU can do enough to outscore them, and that's what's going to be. They just they won't be able to score with TCU. Yeah, I st- I still don't believe that West Virginia is good. No. I think I, West Virginia. I will say you have proven me wrong. I thought you were going to be a dumpster fire. You're not a dumpster fire. You're just a, a, a slightly average football team, I think is what I would call no, them. I think they're still probably, I'll agree with you, they're not a good football team. They're uh, not good, but I wouldn't say they're bad either. I don't, 
I think Pitt, who they did beat, isn't a good football team. Texas Tech lost its starting quarterback and had Baron Mortwin in there with, you know, that's a rough spot to be in to try to, you know, come back and, and, and win a game with very little reps. So you have that going for you. Um, I think if you're worse than West Virginia, you're bad. That's kind of where I would sit. I would think probably. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'd throw Oklahoma State in there, but yeah, I get what you, I understand. No, Oklahoma State's the dumpster fire this year. Oklahoma well, State Baylor's is, the dumpster fire. Baylor's the dumpster fire this year. I don't know. We're we're a dumpster fire. No, now. yeah, we are. Yeah. So you're South taking Alabama's, TCU. South Alabama's way better than uh, Texas State. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're taking TCU. Taking TCU. Uh, I am going to agree with you and take TCU as well. All right. Take us into the game of the week, man. Here we go. Your Baylor Bears travel to Orlando, Florida, to the bounce house to take on UCF. This game is also at 2.30 p.m. on FS1. UCF currently is a 12.5-point favorite. There's not a lot I like about this game from Baylor's perspective, Joe. You're on the you know road. What? I forgot to ask on the Sons of UCF podcast that we just did is if John Rice Plumley is playing. Yeah, they asked us, but we didn't ask them about the quarterback situation. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess it just doesn't matter in my mind. We already played one team that didn't have their starting quarterback this year and we lost them. So I don't know. I haven't watched enough UCF to like get a gauge on the backup quarterback. So I don't know if he's. Yeah, I, wa- I, I watched similar. John Rice Plumley play, but yeah. I did not watch the backup. Like, I know. Plumley has more more wiggle to him. Like he's a athletic, like he'll he'll run and 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 do all that. I don't know if the the backup quarterback has that same skill set. He's so, got more wiggle to him, huh? That's what some would say. <laughs> so it seems like uh, Timmy McLean is the guy that's the starting quarterback. Right oh yeah, now so he, they did he, mention he leads them in passing yards. They mentioned that Gary Bohan ran him off from from USF, and he went to UCF. That's correct. Yeah. So Timmy McClain. Timmy McClain is athletic. I mean, he is an athletic quarterback. Uh, but I don't know if he has the same skill set as Plumley. So yeah, it is a question mark. I don't know. Um, but like you said, I don't know if it matters. Also, I mean, here's another stat for you, Matt. Dominic Richardson this season has 36 carries for 160 yards. UCF's leading rusher is um, a guy by the name of Johnny Richardson. All right. He's got 39 carries. So only three more carries than Dominic Richardson this season. And he's got 289 yards. So on three more carries, he has earned uh, 129 more yards. It seems about right. Um. So, yeah, they're uh, again, you know, they've got Timmy McLean, who's their starting quarterback. Uh, just to compare, I don't know if Sawyer or Shapin is going to play in this game. I'm mentally preparing for it to be Sawyer, but McLean also their backup quarterback. If you want to just do a statistical comparison, um, and I do believe uh, Sawyer has played more when it comes to just plays. And he's, oh, God. Uh, yeah. So Sawyer Robertson has attempted 97 passes this season, Matt. Um, he's 48 for 97, which I don't know if you can do quick math, but that means to be 50%, it would need to be 96 passes. So he's under 50% passing on the season. 
He's thrown for 647 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions. Timmy McLean for UCF, their backup. All right. 37 of 57. So 40 fewer attempts. Um, and he's he's only got 11 fewer completions. Uh, he's thrown for 638 yards, so only nine yards fewer than Sawyer this year, um, with five touchdowns and only one pick. So uh, the the difference between the two is insane. Um, UCF's leading receiver has 20 receptions for 463 yards and two TDs. Our re- leading receiver is Keytron Jackson with 13 for 223 yards. So the difference in these offenses could not be more stark. UCF is averaging 565 yards a game. Baylor is averaging 404. So we're averaging 161 yard or something. Yeah. 161 yards less than them. Um, they are averaging Matt a hundred and 120 roughly 120 more yards on the ground per game than us. Um, and we give up 30 more yards per game than they do. We give up 376 per game. They give up 346 per game. Um, they only give up 188 yards to the air. They only give up 158 yards on the ground. We average giving up 171 yards on the ground and 204 yards to the air. I I don't have a whole lot of faith in this game, Matt. They are there. What's the line in this? 12 and a half. 12 and a half point favorites at home. I I think UCF, uh, I can tell you right now, ESPN Analytics has this as an 87% chance for UCF to win. I tweeted out after the Texas game last weekend that um, my toxic positivity is gone. I'm pissed was a, a quote that I put out there. And I'm not going to lie. It's gone. You know, this is this is I have always been the guy that you could come to this podcast and you could hear me say, fuck it. We ball. I'm taking Baylor to win Baylor King or die. I'm Baylor King or die forever. I always will be. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to hate watch it. I'm going to I'm going to write a post game recap on ODB. I'm going to talk in the ODB discord about it. I'm going to text you the whole game. Um, But I can't in good conscience legitimately continue to pick Baylor to win football games when I don't believe they will. And I'm taking UCF to win the game. Like you mentioned, you listened to the Our Daily Bears podcast earlier this week. So did I. And I think I'm going to agree with like what Fank said. And I think I'm going to fade Baylor like until they show me otherwise. So I'm, I agree with you. I think UCF is going to win. And I said on the other podcast and I'll say it on this podcast, I think it's closer than the spread, but not by much. Like I, I think it's going to be like a, a 10 point. Seven to ten point UCF win. I I want to believe that maybe getting different environment maybe could help them. Maybe we can feed off of the crowd, which I'm sure is going to be a raucous crowd at the bounce house. Their first, their home opener or their Big Twelve home opener. Um, maybe we can feed off of that energy and come out with a little bit more juice. Uh, we haven't yet at home, so except for maybe like you mentioned the Utah game. So, but at the end of the day, I still think it's going to be a UCF win because I don't really have faith in the, this Baylor football team, unfortunately. And yeah. um, so that's right. The one advantage we have, Matt, is the the weather forecast is horrendous. It's supposed to be thunderstorming. Um, 
And I guess that means that there's a possibility for a lightning delay. And somebody awesome. did point out in the ODB Discord that the last time we had a lightning delay this season is the only game we won. So, yeah, unless and it may also stifle some of the fan excitement. Who knows? Maybe maybe the crowd's not packed because it's pouring rain. Unless, we'll see what happens. Unless my friend Doug Hankins, who lives in Orlando, Baylor alum, former pastor of mine, can discourage UCF from playing well. Uh, I think this is going to be a UCF win, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. I think it's the first time we're picking against Baylor this year. And we're going to do yeah. it. Something is, somebody's got to change something up, right? I mean, can't, yeah. Can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So I'll be that's honest the definition with you. of insanity. I'll be honest with you. If Baylor wins and we picked against them, I won't pick against, I won't pick for Baylor the rest of the year. <laughs> This is the anti-Baylor podcast at that point. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, that's the games. That's all of them. Um, so, let's get into what everyone wants to hear about. We made our picks. I know people want to make their picks. Let's save them. So let's get them some free money. Let's to get do them that, some money. Man. Let's do it. So let's get them some can they, free can they do money, that, Joe. Well, Matt. We can talk one more time about our awesome 1012 sponsors, prize picks. That's right, prize picks. The best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props in states like California, Florida, Georgia, and of course the great state of Texas, and many more across the country. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players and an over-under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. That's right, 10 times. It's fast. It's easy. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Also, it's not just college football. They offer tons of sports, all kinds of things that you can imagine. NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA is going to be coming up soon. We just saw that huge Damian Lillard trade. So you got some fun in that when the NBA comes back. College basketball is coming soon too. Major League Baseball, about to be in the playoffs. You can have fun there. Um, they've got soccer. So if you're into the MLS, if you're into the EPL, Shout out to my Houston Dynamo, who won the U.S. Open Cup last night, beat Inter Miami. That's right, trophy back in Houston. Uh, they got MMA and many, many more that you can check out on Prize Picks. If you use promo code BEAR12, B E A R 1 2, you can get an instant 100% deposit match of up to $100 for new joiners. That's right, promo code BEAR12, and you can instantly get a full $100 match on your first deposit. You can find prize picks online at prizepicks.com or you can find them in the app store or on, on or on Google Play. Um, so go check them out. Go have some fun. Maybe add a little bit of flavor to your sports weekend. Maybe you can pick, see if uh, Taylor Swift is going to be at the Jets uh, Kansas City Chiefs game this weekend. Well, it would be more like is Taylor Swift going to catch one or more, you know, touchdowns in the game? So we'll see. I think if she wanted to, she could. Yeah, it's possible. Who knows? Did you see the rumor? I saw a video like there was like a rumor that they had to sneak her out in like a um, like the case for a popcorn machine. Well, that's that stems from like in her concerts. It's like she gets snuck to the stage, like backstage. Oh, really? Um, in like a cart type of thing. I don't know if it's a popcorn cart, but I think that's like people had said like she comes in and that's what she exits in. But mm -hmm. uh, from like her concerts, I think it's I don't think she was in a popcorn thing. I think she probably just left. 
Yeah, normally. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's an NFL stadium. It's. I mean, it's and pretty, that's his suite, so I'm pretty, pretty sure they probably have, to get people in and out. And I'm it, like, that's a Kelsey suite, so I'm pretty sure they have like private elevators down to the locker room and stuff like that. So. Yeah, um, I doubt she was walking in yeah. with the the average, you know, she's the not, people that rented the, out the party suite for that weekend. Yeah, she's not on the concourse. She's not walking down steps, so she's good. Don't worry about. It. All right, Joe. That's sports. That's prize picks. What about Ahsoka? I know we're both watching Ahsoka. It, before we get into that, anything else you're watching? Anything else? Other than football and Ahsoka, that's really caught your eye. Anything, Anything other? Than, okay, I, yeah, I'm a big nerd, so I've been watching a Let's Play on Baldur's Gate three. Um, instead of actually buying the game and playing it myself, I've been kind of watching that. Okay, that's... just a, a streamer on YouTube posts his videos. I watch those, so yeah, just full nerding out there because it's like Dungeons and Dragons, the video game. Um. But yeah, no, besides that, like I just look forward to Ahsoka every week. I haven't really been watching anything else. Um I know I think started next... reading, I started reading the Silmarillion again. Um okay. so there's that, you know. I um so I think next week we'll have Ahsoka. Hold on. I gotta look at calendar. I think Ahsoka. Yeah, next next week I think it's Ahsoka and um, Loki. Loki comes out. Is like Loki a, coming? Yeah, on the fifth October fifth. So what we need to do? What we need to do? We should probably table Ahsoka for now and after the butt bowl because we're we're gonna get we're probably gonna get Tristy and Steven on for the butt bowl. Um, who do we play after Texas Tech? Is that when our 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 bye week is? Yeah, we have bye after Texas Tech. Dude, that's perfect. So we got we got the last episode of Ahsoka next week. We'll skip talking about it. And then by week, we'll just let's get Peter on here and we'll just have an Ahsoka episode. We'll just you talk know? about Star Wars. We won't even talk yeah, about we'll just talk about Star Wars for the bye week. Yeah, that, we sounds, do that. that sounds perfect. All right. I, I liked I'll I'll say this. This is all I'll say. Is I it, this latest episode of Ahsoka, very enjoyable. Not as good as the previous one, but that's only because the previous two. Yeah. Well, yeah, the previous, especially the yeah, the previous two, the one before. Yeah. Was maybe one of the best pieces of Star of Wars like ever. media that's ever been put out by Star Wars. Um, so yeah, this one it was like it was like a disappointment, but only because it had a very high bar to pass. Like it wasn't; it was a great episode, but it was just like still. I, I liked it. I liked that we saw. I'll just talk about it a little bit. I did like we saw Anakin again. I liked the the little member berries they sprinkled throughout the episode. But yeah, it was it was fine. I'm not. It wasn't bad. It was good. It was. It was, it was a good, good episode. Even. Yeah. It's just you're right. Coming down from the previous two, it was. Well, this is good, but it's like okay, that's that's good. It's like it's like it's like having, like good barbecue. Just like you know, hey, this is good barbecue after eating Blake Blackmar's Wagyu brisket. Yeah. You it's know, like, like I've had, I've had better, but this yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah. I would eat this. I would eat this ten times out of ten. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, that's good. It's just... good. I'm not really watching anything else. I'm I'm excited about Loki season two. I'm looking forward to that. Um. So yeah, I'm just uh same kind of same way. It's hard for me sometimes to listen to since Baylor is struggling to listen to like normally I listen to like I just feed myself with like college I heard, football. I, speaking of listening, I heard you got a shout out on Split Zone Duo. 
well they read a quote i wrote i'm a i'm a patron for split zone duo like mm. a ten dollar patron so that gives me ability to like ask them for their q a episode so they read my question Ah, uh, okay. Which was about it. which yeah. was about like what are the prospects for Baylor if they decide to make a change at head coach, and like Stephen Godfrey was like, good. I mean, you yeah, and he mentioned the same names. If you want to, he's like, if you want to kind of get back to what y'all were doing under the previous couple regimes, but less problematic, go get GJ Kenny. He's right there doing running the same offense. Uh, you have Jeff Trailer who's sitting there, who's like Mister Texas High School Football. Really up, you can probably with the resources up your recruiting. But he was just like basically saying like, if you do make a change, you gotta. It's a pretty good market for for coaches, especially in Texas. If you want to make a change and you're a Texas school, you you're in sitting in pretty good spot. So, fair enough. So yeah, and his I will say this on his previous episode, he did like a like a heat check for coaches on the hot seat or her who are, who are on the hot seat, but you can like coach your way out of it. And he said industry sources told him to put Baylor on that list because initially Baylor wasn't on the list and people told him, yeah, you might as well want to put Baylor on that list too. So people are telling him like, yeah, uh, he's definitely on the hot seat. That's a, that's mm. a definite, but with, with the caveat, he can coach his way out of it. And I was talking to, uh, our friend Scott Spainsmith earlier today. And I said, like, if if somehow they ran and get this team to like a bowl game, like that's a magnificent coaching job. Yeah. Cause right it's now a big, it's a great turnaround. It's a it's it changes the narrative of the team. Like right now, sure. I would say like my expectations are pretty freaking low for this. Yeah, season. my buddy my buddy Greg Mackey um, from Iowa State. He's on Big 12 after dark, which is another really, really fun uh podcast that the 1012 network has now. Um, you know, he said Baylor was the worst team in the big 12 and he texted me and said, Hey, I'm by, you know, jokingly, you know, he was like, Hey, I'm sorry for saying Baylor was the, the worst team in the big 12. And I was like, I'm not going to boo you if you're right right now. We, look, like, we are right now. We, we look are. like it. Baylor yeah. looks like the worst team in the big 12. Yeah. So it doesn't mean we are going to be in week 13, yeah, but true right now. Yeah, we are. You can get out of it though. Aranda, you just you got to do it. We'll see what happens. I don't know what my level of faith is on that right now, uh, but I'm gonna I'm doing my best to not be cynical. I'm doing my best to not come out here and say we should fire people and um, this is who we should replace them with. Um, you know, I I'm, think I'm definitely going... Dave Aranda is not going to be fired midseason, regardless of the record. No, ba- I think Dave he'll Aranda get the year. Coach this entire he'll, year. He'll 100%. get the year to like turn it around. Uh, that is 100%. Dave Aranda is is going to coach until the season is over. That is yeah. correct. There's no not not to say that uh administration and, may You know what my preference is, Matt? Be making calls. 100%. 100 times out of 100, my preference for this football team is for Dave Aranda to figure it out. I want Dave yeah. Aranda to continue to be my head coach, but he has to he has to perform. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't want somebody different. I agree. Different. I agree. I want him to figure it out. I would say this, if if we're one in five going into the bye week, if it was me, I probably would make a change. But that's just me. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. You're not. not going to see. But like, I'm not, not the AD, so I'm not. The, yeah, that's just what my personal point of view. Uh, with the understanding that that's not going to happen. So, yeah. no one get disappointed when it doesn't happen. If we are one in five, uh, Mac is never going to do that. So, it is what it is. But all that to say. Normally, I would listen to a bunch of college football podcasts. I'm finding it hard to do that. 
during the week. I wouldn't say Mac is never going to do that. He did do it to, I believe, Tony Levine in 2014 at U of H. Yeah, um, I, sh- I should say he's never going to do that to Dave Aranda. Is what yeah. is what I think. Okay. Or at least not this year. Now, okay. if, if he retains him and we go into next year, it's the same stuff. Well, that's a different story. But anyway, yeah, that's I may download some audiobooks, something that I can listen to while I fall asleep at night. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. There's not a lot. I mean, with like WGA and SAG strikes, there's not a lot of like new TV or new things to watch. So, oh, I did watch. Oh, I forgot to mention. I did watch the One Piece live action on Netflix, which is very good. And oh, is that bit- the, they made it out of the anime? And, and I'm not an anime guy, but that's a very good show. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'll think about checking that out. That's All it. right, Matt. Where can the people find you and where can the people find the podcast? Uh, you can find me on Twitter for now until they start charging me at Matt underscore Workman. Uh, <laughs> you can find me. And that's about it. That's where you can find me right now. Uh, we'll see where things go in the future. But, you can find the podcast on Twitter as well at the Bearden Pod and at the website uh com. Joe. Thebeardenpod.com. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. You can also find me on rdailybears.com um and on the R Daily Bears Discord. So go check that out. It's a lot of fun. Matt's in there as well, chatting away. Um, so yeah, come say what's up to us. We finally, finally get a little bit of a break. I'm I'm glad there's a road game. I don't have to travel anywhere this weekend. I'm staying home. Um, but we will have uh, the tailgate back up and running for the tech game next week. So hit us up if you want to come say hi. Um, but on that note, let's maybe go get a conference win on the road this weekend. I don't know. I'm not hopeful. But it's Baylor gang is di- or die. So as always, Matt. Sick and bears. Sick and bears. So do you call like the Travis Kelsey Taylor relationship is it like trailer or like Tavis I mean what is your like thinking on that oh we're signing off sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.